When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Here we are again, Brighton Rock Podcast, me and Peter, and two guests coming in. One's a debutante, it's Mr. Is it Mr. or Dr. Alistair Jones? You can call me Dr. Jones if you like, but just don't <laughs> sing that awful song by Aqua. <laughs> and thus your nickname, Indiana, uh, on, on yeah, social media. that's where it comes from. <laughs> Welcome to the show, uh, Indy, as we call you, or Al, Alistair Jones. And we have also, returning to us... Um, but for the first time in his own right, a guy you may have heard in our talk with Gordon Smith on the Michael Robinson tribute episode, it's Mr. Nick Ansley. How are you doing, Nick? Doing really well, thank you, Ross. Thank you very much for asking me back. <laughs> well, we wanted to get you on, and we were looking for some suitable timing, and we thought, what better than when there's a Manchester thing going on, we just played Man City. Well, we've just been on the pitch with Man City, I should say. Uh, and um, <laughs> so we thought we'd get your views on that from the Manchester angle, you boys are up in, in that way. You've been uh, naturalised the way of the Man- Mancunian you, over quite a long time, <laughs> shaking heads there. Um, so we'll, we'll get your take on it and what, what your colleagues up there said in, in the way of banter, I'm sure, as well. Um, we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about your Albion stories, how you came to be Albion fans, how we know each other, and we'll do a review of that game that we probably don't want to spend too much time talking about and uh, look ahead to the Saints game and much more besides. So starting with you two then, Al and Nick, um, we know each other through message boards in the early days of online forums and all that sort of stuff, um, the official message board and then we started our own one didn't we? Most of us were exiles, I was in London by then, you guys were already up in the north, um, Nick in Rochdale to be specific and I think at the time Alistair you were somewhere in the, um, the Old Trafford yeah, I've, living in the shadow of Old Trafford, I often say, yeah. 
<laughs> and it's quite a shadow with that height to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you've moved. Whereabouts are you now, by the way, just to clarify? Uh, well, not that far. We only moved about a mile, but we used to live near the cricket ground, and now we live a bit further down from the station. Uh, Stratford yeah. Station, uh, but um, but yeah, you can still walk to Old Trafford Football Ground from our house. It's about twenty minutes if you ever want to park at the back of our house. Then you can do that. <laughs> bacon butties. Yeah, bacon butties. <laughs> classic. I've, we look after a couple of season tickets for a friend of mine who, of course, lives in London, being a Man United fan. Um, and uh, and occasionally he'll and they always park at the back of the house. Well, not at the moment, obviously, um, but they park at the back yeah. of the house and we give them coffee. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah, and Nick, you've been well. You've been in Rochdale the whole time, haven't you? Since you've been up there, is that right? Probably. Yeah, I live in the shadow of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> is it a smaller shadow cast? <laughs> yeah. So, well, I've been up here thirty years now. I've worked out. I came up in nineteen ninety, so that's thirty years. Um, wow. Yeah, I never, never thought I'd ever. I thought I'd leave after a couple of years and come back down to Sussex, but no, stayed up here. Never regretted it, but the one regret has always been it's been a real struggle following Brighton from up here, particularly back in the 90s, you know, trying yeah. to follow Brighton without really the, the joy of an internet or any of that type of thing. It's very, very difficult. So um, it's yeah. great nowadays, all, all this modern technology, you can follow Brighton very, very easily. Yeah, all the more important because now in the Prem, it's more difficult to get tickets, although, you know, there are ways around that sometimes. But um, back in the days when we first met online, uh, as a group on yeah, the Albion supporters group. Um, we did tend to go to away games all over the place, so I did certainly. And um, when we went to the frozen north, um, we'd mm. often meet up with you guys, wouldn't we? Because um, it was easy to get yeah. tickets for the lower leagues. And um, we had some great times, I think. Yeah, we mainly just centred around the game itself. But um, uh, some, some happy memories, despite the dirge that we were presented with on the pitch, I think. <laughs> Any, anything strikingly stand out for you from those days? guys yeah yeah i remember meeting you at scumthorpe away um <laughs> <I'm> glad. <laughs> and got beat there i mean remember i went two seasons and never saw an away victory i think that the best i saw was one win in no sorry one draw it was i think in two years famously um terrible <laughs> tra- trawling around the north on tuesday night watching us get beat now <laughs> I mean, that, joy to, that's that, that is the making of you as a fan, though, especially as an Albion fan. That's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? And same for you, Al. You've had yeah, the I same think- sort of experiences. I think one of my highlights was uh, the 3-1 win at Burnley, um, the season that we had Martin Hinchelwood as our manager. And that was our one win for about 20, 30, maybe 100 games. No, it was a long, I think it was 13 games, wasn't it? With that we, we won that game. They had someone sent off at Burnley. And then we drew the next game and then we didn't win. I think we lost every game for 13 games in a row, didn't we? Um, and I, I remember that really fondly because we were so excited about being promoted to the championship. Uh, and I think yeah. it had been renamed that year and yeah. everything. We lost some more, didn't we? Played third game and then, yeah, couldn't score after that. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And I think we just got granted, albeit it then got referred, but at the time we got granted planning permission. So we were on a bit of a high, even though we thought it was probably going to get referred at that moment, I think. Um, so, yeah, there was, it, was just, it was a momentous day. It's also my one and only visit to Burnley. Um, not a coincidence. I got homophobically <laughs> abused on the way out of the ground, um, despite the fact I was walking with my wife by a guy who appeared to be about seven foot tall and he was built like it as well you know he wasn't built like peter crouch put it that way 
They just came up trying to intimidate us, and I thought, like, oh, bless them. <laughs> my last visit uh, to Burnley, yeah. My last visit to Burnley was a, a, about a season ago, um, when Getang Bong was being racially yeah. abused. Mine was too. Yeah, and at that point, I wouldn't go back. Yeah, it's got nothing to yeah. nothing going for it as a place and set of, set of fans, as far as I can see. Well, yeah. I've got some friends who are Burnley fans, and I know a, a few really lovely people. Um, but at the same time, there's there's also there's obviously something more sinister there, as yeah. the, the plane that flew over the Etihad uh, indicates the other day. And also, I, I, I heard, well, I saw a picture recently of a, of a bunch of Burnley fans uh, holding a holding a banner that also said the same thing at the top of a, an area of natural beauty uh, in the Peak District as well. So, covering up their faces, but they're proper, ra- um, well, not even racists. I think they're actually the fascists. That group that yeah. did that. So, so there's a bunch of um, yeah, nasty, sinister people. But, yeah, but again, I, I hope they're not the majority of fans. I hope that that's not the majority yeah. of their fans. I mean, my experiences in the northwest are generally warm, friendly people on the whole. And I think probably Rochdale, for example, um, I've been a couple of times. I think and uh, never really had any bad experiences there. We, Nick, we went down to watch the um, game. What I said, down. I was already there in London. But yeah. um, you came, you came down for the Wembley playoff game. Didn't you? Well, I think yeah. Glenn Murray was playing, wasn't he, in that game? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. I've got a, one of the lads who works with, Yeah, one of the lads who works with me is a Stockport fan. And when I told him that I'd gone down to that game, he couldn't believe I'd gone all the way down to watch Rochdale be Stockport. I thought it was 20,000 people went to watch that, wasn't it, or something like yeah. that. In and a stadium designed for 80,000. A certain Mr Liam Dickinson, I think, scored in that game for Stockport as well. Um, little yeah. did we know he would yeah. go on to star, in inverted commas, uh, for the Albion <laughs> as oh, well no. after that. But, yeah. You know, I, um, I bought it. go on, yeah. Yeah, one of, one of the, um, the abiding memories of me and uh, watching Rochdale-Brighton games is, if you remember back in the bad old days, um, Rochdale-Brighton uh, fans came up to Rochdale and they blocked in the Brighton team coach and wouldn't let it leave. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I didn't go to that game, but I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go to You heard about it? Yeah. They wouldn't let the, they wouldn't let the Brighton coach leave, and it was like one of those things I was having to explain to all the Rochdale fans that I know. This is why they're doing what they're doing. Having to explain the old background to what was going on. Um, yeah. So it's a, there's a few stories about Rochdale Brighton, but I don't think we'll be playing them again soon, will we? Uh, no, Hopefully not. So, but, yeah. But happy days. We had some good ones. How did it all start for you guys? I mean, maybe we start with Alistair. Um, tell, tell us where you're from, how you got into the Albion, and when this was, and all that sort of stuff. You know, some people, they're, they're born in a town, they grow up in a town, they live in that town for a long time, go to school, get a job. That was not me. I've, I've lived all over the country, so I had a dad who used to move every two or three years with his job. Uh, and and basically, I, the reason I started supporting Brighton was in 1983. I remember watching them in the in the Wembley FA Cup uh, final uh, against Man United, and remember the big fluffy foam hands. That's the first time I'd ever seen them, even before they were used on gladiators. Uh, and I remember yeah. just thinking, I'm going to support Brighton that day. And I was living in London at the time, um, in South London. So boy, did I really dodge a bullet that day. Uh, so uh, so supporting Brighton in the FA Cup final. Uh, and then I and then I moved to Brighton to go to university. Uh, started going to the Goldstone. Uh, I used to go on the North Terrace uh, in the cages, uh, and um, and that became uh, sort of my my bread and butter. Really, I used to be, be able to go there. And um, very sadly, I then moved to Worthing after um, the the you know Archer and uh, and Bellotti had done their worst, uh, and I and I had to watch every day. I um, 
uh, once every week, I used to have to get a, a train up to London, had to go past the Goldstone as it was being dismantled. Oh. So I remember seeing, watching my heart break uh, as that was going on. And obviously we were playing over in, in Gillingham at the time then. Um, and then relatively soon after that, moved up to Manchester in 2001. So a few years later, but moved up to Manchester in 2001 when we were sort of fully installed at the Withy. Um But used to make it my... Um, uh, my, I felt it was my duty to go to the Withdean at least once a year, even for Manchester, and sit in the rain along with everyone else, uh, and uh, and not be able to see the pitch, and and have to eat yeah. terrible burgers. Yeah, lovely. Well, there's a whiff of an accent when when I hear you speaking, so I think you've got a mixed bag type of arrangement going on because you've travelled around. There is an element as a whiff of the north about your accent, but Nick, you've got a stronger one. Um, not surprisingly, you've been up there thirty years, so fair play. Um, but you weren't from Manchester, obviously. You, where routes were you originally from? Um, if you know, uh, right, the village is Whisper Green. It's in northwest Sussex. But if you know Horsham, it's a little bit south of that, near Billingshurst. Um, so that's where I was from. Um, but like I say, when my job moved up north, I moved up north with it. And so 30 years later, I'm still up here. But uh, with me, it was... I didn't go to a football match until I was about 13, 14. I was desperate to go to a game, but my mum and dad just weren't interested and wouldn't take me. In the early 80s, late 70s, obviously football violence was the thing and they were just scared of taking me. And finally, um, a lad said, right, I'll take you down. And he, but my mum and dad wanted to come with me, so they came with me. And the very first game I went to was the game, it was West Brom um, v Brighton down at the Goldstone. Went down the East Terrace near the South Stand, that corner, if you remember it. And um, that's the game where Robinson scored. And, but Cyril Regis scored, I think. And I can't remember who the other fellow he scored. But the Cyril Regis goal, I remember it. I thought I remembered it as being a cracking volley from outside the box. But looking back at the highlights, there's a little tapping, I think. Back at, <laughs> like what your memory plays tricks with you. But yeah. I just remember it's been a fantastic day and the noise and everything. And just thinking, right, that's it, I'm a Brighton fan. And if you remember, I don't know about you, but when you first go into the ground and you see the grass, and the crowd and all the noise and all that, that's what gets you. And that's what made me a Brighton fan. Yeah, we, we've had well, this, like, I lost my football. Yeah, we've had very similar discussions with other our previous guests about exactly that sort of thing. It's like, yeah. yeah, just the whole day and the atmosphere and everything like that. Just, yeah, I mean, I was, I was eight when I went to my yeah. first game. And I, from that moment, I was literally sold. And there was no way I was yeah, going to support yeah. anyone else. And, yeah, it's and, an impressionable age, isn't it? And then yeah. it's just, it could be anything. It's the sights, the sounds, the smells, the music that's playing on the tannoy or the, the announcements or the way the announcements are made. There's all sorts yeah. of bits and pieces, isn't there, that just feed yeah. in subconsciously. You don't think about mm. it so much at the time necessarily. Maybe you do. Maybe maybe you're just blown away by it. Uh, but either way around, it, it really hooks you in, doesn't it? And, um, you know, we, we, yeah. we, we travel. Yeah, exactly. And then we travel around and we, you know, in the end, we all end up in different places, but it's a lot easier nowadays, isn't it, with the internet? Here we are all sitting around, one of us in South London, one in North London, two in the Northwest, and having had a couple of beers as well, which is nice. <laughs> Although we can do that in pubs again now, apparently. But um, we've had some great, speaking of beers and pubs, we've had some great times in Manchester in particular. I think those have been my favourite away days uh, since we've been in the Premier League. Um, not that I wasn't. Uh, familiar with Manchester already, but I knew I was going to enjoy myself. It's one of those ones you've made your mind up before you've even travelled up. It's just going to be great. Yeah. There's some good friends, some good guys up there, some of us travelling up as well, and um, we've had some some brilliant times. Um, I think the notorious one was the one where I was feigning a paralytic state 
<laughs> after a series of shenanigans occurred. Um, we'd had a few drinks and somebody spilt, the waiter spilt some food in there. What was the name of the place? Thunderbust, I see, yeah. yeah. And he spilled food and someone said, oh, what's that? And someone said, Russell's been sick, which was a lie. <laughs> um, and it turned into a running joke and we started feigning. I was in a total state and all sorts of... Uh, Oh, well, to be honest, I think I should have won an Oscar for that performance. Some some great shots, but <laughs> I've had a good few laughs, and it's this great stuff. And um, Peter, you've been up to Manchester as well a few times. I have, and, yeah. Uh, it's always if a good we drove up it? once, so, well, that was, that was, yeah, we drove up together, didn't we, for a game a few years ago, a few years ago to City. Yeah. We were definitely yeah. with the Spoons or something at one point. Oh, okay. yeah, exactly. Of all yeah. the pubs, not yeah. I, I think it was just because it was easier. To, it was empty and there was no one around. It was yeah. I agree. It's not. It's, the, there's so many good pubs there. In fact, in fact, one of one of the first matches that Nick and I spent a long time chatting to each other was an under 21s when our our FA youth club youth cup team uh, had managed to play at um uh, at the new stadium. Uh, and it was the sports stadium and Nick and I sat next to each other and there was an Everton um, an Everton scout behind just looking at Jake Robinson uh, and, yeah. and I say Nick was there in his suit I was there I can't remember what I was wearing that day but we were both pretty cold and it was a typical northern night wasn't it but yeah. the things that you do as a fan to go to the support the under 21s when there's about 50 people in the stadium yeah, yeah. and Nick was that guy do you remember that, that the fella, Doc Doc something what's his name the guy with the suit and the carrier bag was he there oh god yeah you always used oh, to see yeah, him, didn't yeah. you, at games? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he went to every game, didn't he? And, and yeah. I just remember going to every single game up north, however obscure it was, was when you'd see him there. And he'd yeah. come in with his Sainsbury's carrier bag yeah. and his suit. And you'd think, he's done it again. I think they did an article on him in the, um, yeah. in the Argus, yeah. saying, oh, he's probably going to have to tone it down and not go to so many games. And then, then yeah. I saw him at a couple of Northern yeah. Wake games shortly afterwards. I thought, yeah. is this toning down? <laughs> so he's probably... Maybe he's, he's only going to Northern away games, not going to Southern <laughs> yeah, ones. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> but it's those but characters, that, talk, talking about memories, yeah. that's one of it, one of the things, yeah. isn't it? Those, those faces yeah. you always see, yeah. Yeah, we, that um, game that Alistair's referring to, um, the Everton, the Everton uh, scout said, oh, that, that lad, Jake Robinson, he's going to be a million-pound player. At least minimum, and we were going like, "Yeah, he played brilliant that game, didn't he, Jay Robinson? Yeah, absolutely, was absolutely superb." Where's he then now? We were, and so then didn't well, an offering. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, then we were uh, a few seasons ago. We were at Huddersfield, um, and then we saw Jake Robinson score this. I think was it a hat trick? It was at least a brace, wasn't it? Um, you got a hat trick at Huddersfield one yeah. year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. and he was just flying at that point. And then the and then more recently we went to Huddersfield and we got absolutely whooped. I think it was our <laughs> first season in the Premier League, and we just said, "Oh, yeah. we remember when Jake Robinson played for us? Yeah. If only." <laughs> to be fair, it's not as bad as getting beaten seven-one there as we did one year. That was uh, that was That's that was absolutely true. awful. Mind you, Huddersfield as an away day in general is good, isn't it? I've missed it. I haven't. I didn't go to the recent ones in the Premier League, um, or the, the recent one in the Premier League. And I know Nick, you love going in that. Was it there's a working men's club or something? that does ridiculous here. It's a massive. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Gasworks. Yeah, so if you go to the Gasworks in Huddersfield, it's right near the um, the, the walk up to the stadium, whatever the stadium's oh, yeah. called. This year, I can't remember what it's called. It constantly changes its name, doesn't it? Galpam, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you go to the Gasworks, it's not a lot to look at from the outside. But when you get inside, the beer's really cheap. But they sometimes have a band on and they have, you know, it's really nice atmosphere in there. So anyone who does go up to Huddersfield, 
um, and wants a nice cheap beer and wants a good atmosphere before the, before the game, I'd recommend it. Although the last couple of seasons we've gone to Magic Rock Brewery, which is just a little yeah. bit more, a little bit more of a stretch, and of course it's got Nick's favourite type of beers in there, um, like a nice coffee stout or a really sour beer, uh, and uh, basically yeah. Nick's Nick's a fairly Route One sort of M6 type uh, type of beer. You know, you do like a, a regular lager, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and then we 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 try and tempt you with all of this glorious array of other tastes. Um, and we've not managed to quite convince yeah. you yet, have we? <laughs> no, yeah. no, never. You're not a little toy. <laughs> no, it's quite funny. no. That's, that is actually that is actually quite a good thing of living up here. Um, you know, in the last ten years, particularly Manchester, is I mean, it's absolutely changed as a city. Probably mm. fifteen, wouldn't you agree, Alistair? Yeah, it's a superb city now. Um, the the range of things and facilities, not just for away fans, for anybody to come up and just you know have a great night out, great pre-match. Um, you know, we've been to loads of pubs, haven't we? You know, we've been to the Marble Arch, the Pill Crow, yeah, yeah. Um, the Mackie Mayers, whatever it is. There's loads of them now that, yeah. you know, don't just go to um, your Weatherspoons. You use some of these other places. That's... They are superb. And there's some there's great the craft ale breweries. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, there's so... the place with all the street food is brilliant, wasn't it? And craft breweries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Mackie Mayers. Yeah, I've I've drunk my way around Manchester over the last um, four months of lockdown, getting a delivery from Brightside Brewery, who I've got some links with because they do a cycling thing that I'm involved in for charity, and then uh, Cloudwater, and the, I mean, you name it. There's a, a plethora of, of great Manchester breweries. But yeah, the Marble Arch is a great a great pub. That's probably one of our favourites in the centre of town, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's just one Manchester pub of the year. I think three years in a row. And then you've got others like the Seven Brothers. Again, yep. the Seven Brothers is a new, well, newish one, um, which is close to Victoria Station. If you ever come up again for an away game, these are all places that you, know, we, you should try. Um, yep. They are absolutely superb. What's the one just down from Marble Arch by the canal? You were trying to get us to, and we never managed it because we were too busy drinking copious amounts in the, uh, in the Marble Arch. <laughs> what was that place? Uh, it was a small old pub, you said. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm trying to think of that one now. I can't off the top of my mind. Well, you can come back to us on that. That could be later on. Yeah. Um, is anyone having a beer at the moment? No, I, have, I, I had too much yesterday, so I'm uh, avoiding it today. Good grief. That's, that's unusual, Peter. I've got what are you Everyday drinking, Hero New World IPA from Marks and Spencer's with a very colourful tin. That was a lovely, creamy IPA. Um, recommended. Um, but anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, we're coming to the end of the first part. Um, We've got the City Review coming up. We'll wait till part two for that one because I'm sure you've got so much you want to talk about with that game. Um, <laughs> maybe not. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about the weekend results and various other things. But just quickly, there was, I mean, to put a downer on things at the end of the first part, some of the news this week's not been great. Has it? There's been racist abuse, Wilfred Zaha. I've seen what it was. He, he retweeted it. as pretty disgusting. Yeah. Subsequently, we've heard that also at the weekend, Eddie McGoldrick was racially abused by... David McGoldrick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, yes. Eddie so, used to play for Palace in the old days, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Palace too much there, yeah. Yeah, sorry, David. And, and also, um, I mean, but in both cases, it's opposing fans of the teams that were going to face that weekend, from what we understand. Um, the Zaha guy, it turns out it's not a guy, it's a 12-year-old boy who's been arrested... Um, you know, it's a very unfortunate situation. I don't know what you what you can do with stuff like this. It's it's pretty bad, isn't it? Um, it's it's a quandary because he's young as well. Yeah, I mean, a twelve year old um, has got adults who are influencing a twelve year old to have 
comments and, and to have opinions like that you're not born as a racist you you, you right. learn that that's a learned behavior um so yeah. so i think the, there's fingers pointing at the parents there not just uh his peers and and people around around them and uh yeah i, I we we just have to educate people i think as as much as possible but ultimately people have to take responsibility for their own actions yeah. as well and the chances of the parents not being culpable here is, seems very small doesn't it we've got to be careful what we say but it doesn't seem likely that that's not an influence it's um, and even if it isn't there uh, somebody else is an influence there and whoever that is needs to be uh, standing up and being counted there as well really yes disgraceful nick um, your views on that quickly well i just couldn't believe it when i found out he was 12 years old that's number one number two was it just shows you why the black lives matter the taking a knee before football games all those things are so important Mm. you know people have been questioning that taking a knee haven't they and you just go well well, Mm. hang on a minute if that's what's going on on twitter and etc then you know this really matters and you really it needs to be done you need to make a statement yeah, and there's still people questioning the need for the taking the knee or, or any of these things. Um, not from the point of having an agenda, but just people who don't understand it. My parents, <laughs> they've, they've said, oh, yeah, we don't understand why you'd have to do that. But I think it's about making a point to try and redress the balance. And um, it's The more people do that, the more I'm determined, and I hope others are, to just carry on banging our message. Home. Yeah, black lives do matter. Uh, all lives do matter. Yes, that's true as well. But the point is, black lives are not seeming matter as much as they should with enough people. And it seems to be getting worse and worse, doesn't it? Racism, the, the public um, willingness to, to to make comments, to post things, to say things. It's uh, an absolute disgrace. We hope it's coming to end soon, but I yeah, it might take some time to go, yeah. Anyway, on that sombre note, we're going to finish the first part. In the second part, we're going to talk all things City, the match that's just been. Um, the overturning of the ban, the Euro ban, we'll be talking about that and much more besides. So stay tuned for us in the next part. Welcome back to part two, where we have Alistair and Nick from the great Northwest with us. How are you doing, guys? Still enjoying yourselves? Yes, thanks. Good, lovely, lovely. You won't be for long because we're now going to talk about the City game. Uh Uh, So, well, actually, let's start on a cheery note. We've been doing quite a few uh, Zoom meetings, haven't we? Match day Zoom chats, uh, which have been good fun on the whole. Uh, Have you been enjoying those? Yeah, I, I, the, the one that was the best had to be that last minute winner in Arsenal. And in fact, of all of the Zoom meetings I've been on during lockdown and, and since, including with parents and with family, that was the one that I was the most enjoyable of, of all of them. <laughs> so the Zoom terrace for the Arsenal match was definitely one that had me jumping up and down. If only um, we videoed it, it would have been perfect. Wouldn't it? If That's only, yeah. <laughs> I did a screenshot just a bit too late when there were a few yeah. people that were sort of missing from the shot because they were running around their lounges or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, we we won't. Um. Um. I think it's safe to say we didn't enjoy the, the most recent one. We won't dwell on it too much, other than to say we got thrashed. Um. City were on their game. Um. They well, I say they're on their game. They actually hit the woodwork a couple of times. They could have scored more goals. Um. 
I think we were just looking for second best all over the place there, weren't we? Not for the ones are trying, but they were clinical. Um, I don't know if we want to go through it just quickly, goal by goal. I mean, the first goal, Sterling. Um, all you can say there is maybe Webster could have closed it down a bit more. But Sterling bustles in. He's shown onto the right foot. That's probably the issue. Slots it in the corner. Not great, ideally, really, is it there? Um, I think we were, we were with a friend whose wife says, oh, this is all right so far, isn't it? You're holding them after 20, whatever it is, minutes. And it literally took a couple of seconds for that kiss of death to, uh, yeah. to materialise. That was a bit of a nightmare. Um, I mean, it, it went in like an arrow, though, didn't it? That It was yeah. just a grass cutter, and it, it just straight, the precision, and it was outside the box as well. Um, it's just a good Can't really argue with it, really. That's and the annoying on, thing. Yeah, exactly. They've been on top for the whole game. Uh, the second one was a bit of a different kettle of fish, because I think you could say Ryan was at error there. He definitely could have done more with that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. what, what What's the view on, on that one? Because he clawed at it, didn't he, I think, initially, if I'm remembering the goals at the right. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the second goal was. There were so many of them. They kind of merged yeah. into each other. Yeah. So was that, <laughs> I thought that was the third one, where Ryan kind of knocked the ball back, and then it, but oh. it came came back to him and... Yeah, that was that might be the fourth one with Bernardo Silva, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> so we're now we're now basically stacking up our, our Ryan catastrophe. Yeah. And and let's be honest, like being a keeper, it is the worst and the best position to be in. You can you yeah. can earn the team three points by pulling off some phenomenal saves, which he did against Arsenal and uh, and in the other matches. But and then at City, he just looks inept. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't. He still saved a whole bunch, uh, and and it would have been even worse had he not. And even if he'd been like literally perfect, I think we still have conceded quite a few just because they were so good. Yeah, and, I mean that first yeah. one, there was there was no getting near that. Yeah. So yeah. in actual fact, I think the second one was the one where um, Bernardo just stood still for a bit, and the ball came across, and he just didn't react quickly enough, and Jesus mm-hmm. scored. I think I'm getting that the right way around. Yeah. Anyway, that goal, whichever one it was, yeah. you, you'd have to call Bernardo into question there. It's unfortunate. We've been puzzled um, all the way through our podcast um, why Bernardo hasn't had more chances to shine. He hasn't really featured. Um, he's come back gradually into the squad equation, but now, of course, he's out of match sharpness. Yeah, exactly. You can't judge a player on one game. Yeah, exactly, exactly that is the reason why he probably wasn't sharp enough to react. Yeah, uh, I think uh, 10 minutes for Dunk um, against Liverpool, and other than that, he's not played in like three or four months hmm. or whatever, so... You yeah. can't, yeah. So it's sticking him against City felt a bit unfair, really, in a way. It's a paradox, isn't it? Because now he's made a mistake. It's highlighted, and you know, does he then not get the fair chance to uh, to prove himself again? It's difficult, isn't it? It's, tr- it's tricky. Yeah, one. there's definitely something. Potter doesn't seem to rate him for whatever reason. He's, I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that he's playing a centre back at a at left back most of the season over him. Yeah. Obviously, there isn't. You know, he obviously doesn't for some reason or other doesn't rate him, mm. which I yeah. find yeah very odd personally. But. And. So that was it just before half time. Any take on the first half, first of all, Nick? Did you manage to catch the game, by the way, Nick? You know, I went out that night and um, yeah, I was having my dinner and, we, yeah. and I was <laughs> checking, checking on um, my WhatsApp to check what the scores were. And I got, I think, was it 20 minutes in before, we, before they scored? And I thought mm. exactly yeah. the same as your friend's wife said, uh, we're doing all right here. <laughs> One minute later, bang. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, not so good. So I've only watched it on the highlights. And I think um, I've seen uh, they had 26 shots on target or 26 shots at our goal to our three. Um, we mixed up our team yet again for five changes, was it? Five mm. changes. We play two people who haven't played in ages 
in the defence. You know, why does he do it? I just don't understand sometimes. I know he likes to tinker. I think he's um, targeted Southampton, hasn't he? But yeah. I don't know why we just surrendered that game. We surrendered it. In, you know you know what I'm like. I'm pessimistic the best of times. But <laughs> that was just... That, that had thrashing written all over it, that line-up. Um, and that's what happened. And um, the frustrating thing for me... Yeah, the frustrating thing for me was Southampton proved that they are beatable as well. Yeah. You know, you, you take the right strategy. and But I suppose it's a bit like those top trump yeah. cards. Just because we can beat Southampton or we have the possibility to beat Southampton doesn't mean that Southampton and the way that they played against City is is a way that we can play. But it is really frustrating, isn't it, Nick? So you're right. And, and coming off the back of the Liverpool game as well, just like of all the teams, you know, like... The irony yeah. is we started better than Liverpool or Man U games. I thought, you know, the first 20 minutes, although I know we obviously kept it to nil, but also they didn't have like a lot of chances. And then suddenly it was like the, once the once they got their first goal, you know, it kind of like the floodgates opened and that was that was it. Do you think they were just toying with us he... like a small a mouse? Bit, like probably, a yeah. Than mouse. yeah. <laughs> Give them 20 <laughs> minutes, let them have their 20 minutes of fame. Yeah. But I, didn't he play the same sort of lineup as he played against United, but just swap? the personnel to less good personnel so what we got was 3-0 against United with reasonable players and then 5-0 with our second string you know yeah. I'm sorry yeah. but that I don't sometimes don't understand his thinking but I'm not sure yeah, what all, for morale either all, all I'll say I think is it's obviously with two games a week it is a bit hard they do need to rotate mm. a bit more than maybe you would mm. during a normal season when you've got one game a week when I think it's, it probably was excessive the rotation during a normal season but two games a week for six weeks or whatever is quite a lot for Having not played for so long, and maybe maybe the people like Burnley did the rest. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it might be the case. Yeah, but what, what, one thing for sure is we we had a few individuals that had bad performances. I won't name names actually here because I think it's painfully obvious who who people have been um, picked up on. I know Peter, you were quite annoyed with how uh, vociferous some of the criticisms were, though, weren't you? Um, I just think one or two players like Ryan and Proper, yes, they haven't had a great couple of games, but yeah. there's just people on, just suddenly pick them out. So it's like, you know, oh, they're, they're not good enough for us. We're, we're, we need to improve and get better players than them. And I just don't agree with that, to be honest. I think there's a, You're a big fan of the Boo Boys, aren't you, Peter? You like, you like, like a Boo Boy. <laughs> there's a, um, a couple of, yeah, just a couple of um, players who've coming for a lot of stick and it's and people are going yeah. well it's not because of this one game it's all season but then it was somehow done after Liverpool game and after the Man City game it's like well mm. we're not competing with Liverpool or Man City at any, on any level you know we're not trying to be the same division as them they've got better yeah. players than we do although yeah, I was I, at Anfield and we played brilliantly and we were and we left Anfield feeling really really betrayed yeah. you know we, we felt justified that we had deserved at least a point that day and, and we gave Liverpool so, a real game last week as well I mean in the end after the first yeah. 10 minutes was so terrible we, yeah. we you know they, they were they were quite nervous second half and actually if Dan Byrne had scored that chance yeah who yeah. knows I mean I, I think there's a frustration that we haven't been able to crack three particular teams amongst the big boys Chelsea uh, Man City and Liverpool the others we've had some joy somewhere along the line Yep. A lot of joy in the case of Arsenal and Man United. I'm Man United prior to this season, but um, yeah, I mean City have just not been able to get near, even though we played well up there this season. Liverpool, we've started to make inroads. We've started to get the games tighter, and if you take those defensive mistakes out, we probably would have still lost narrowly. It wouldn't have just been one all. They would have probably chased it more, but it would have been a closer game. Mm. So I think we're making inroads there. But Chelsea and City, 
just seem to know how to beat us comfortably. Yeah, although we did get the point against Chelsea. I'm not so oh, sure about Chelsea, yeah. actually. And, and yeah. last season at home, we were very unlucky to lose to them. We lost 2-1. And I think Alonso should have been sent off at one point in the game, and they were very lucky to keep him on the pitch. Yeah, away from home, I agree. We've not even got close to them away from home. But at home, yeah. I feel like we've done okay. And that for, even that first season, we lost 4-0. Shilotto should have had at least one, if not two, penalties at 2-0. Yeah. Mm. Um, we certainly explain we just... to me, right? Explain to me one thing. Why are we playing Connolly up front on his own against yeah, some of the world-class uh, defences that we have? United yeah. and City, right? Mm. Well, yeah. Explain to me. We've done um, it before, haven't we? We've played the unlikely ones against the big boys. We had, I think, I can't remember who the personnel was, but we played people at, for example, Liverpool. I think Basuma, before he'd broken into the team properly, was played at Anfield last season. There's been a few unusual choices have been made in the past. Um, what, and that was a different manager then. But um, I don't know is the answer. I'm not sure. I think you look then, at that team and yeah. you think, mm, we're not going to score here. Because Trossard yeah. obviously has... Yeah, well, Murray's not involved. Yeah, it's an interesting. Mike. Sorry, go on, uh, Nick. <laughs> no, I just, I just understand if you're going to uh, play uh, Conley up on his own and he's what five foot four or something, mm. you know, against someone like I don't know, um, you know, the or top quality defenders you've got against whoever, City, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but Murray would be a perfect foil for him, even if it's only for 20 minutes, but he does, he's not even getting off the subs bench. I yeah. don't understand it. I think he played yeah. two minutes one game or something like that, and that's it since lockdown, isn't it? It's like since we've restarted. Yeah. He's, um... Yeah. And as you said, with all the rotation we're trying to do, that doesn't bode well for him, does it? Well, there was, um, a, there was a thing I, I read online, this might have been from The Athletic or from The Argus or one of them, saying basically that, you know, the, the huge and stalwarts like Stevens, like Murray, like yeah. Duffy, have hardly yeah. featured since lockdown, since we came back. Um, yeah. You know, and you'd have thought you'd go to your almost to your more experienced players like that at this stage, but he hasn't really. He's gone to the kind of the, the new the new players, so to speak. But but, yeah. but we have done. It's fair to say we're playing a lot more attractive football now than we were before the lockdown. So mm. you know, a global yeah, pandemic right. might have actually done us a, a small bit of a favour. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm a big advocate for bringing back Adam Virgo. To be honest, you know, let's just <laughs> let's just bring back a massive central defender and put him up front, and he just. Bangs it in the net from the stop. You know, I mean, yeah. We could try Dan Bird in that position, although he can't score. So yeah, yeah. But then, but then you just remember what happened that season. Oh yeah, no, we did get relegated, didn't we? But it was fun. You know, it was fun. It was creative. I mean, the playoff was the playoff semi-final was. It's like his his first game up front against Leicester, and he turned his marker in and smashed it in from the edge of the area. Yeah. Everyone went. What happened there? (laughs) He was an adequate right back in in League One, and then suddenly he's scoring goals like that in the Championship. Like. Mm. Absolute madness. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't a great weekend, was it, unfortunately? It was compounded by other results. I mean, mm. taking aside Norwich, who were effectively down anyway, and in fact now are down officially after their um, 4-0 thrashing at home to West Ham, all of the four teams between us and Norwich, West Ham being one of them, all won. And um, Watford came, I think, from behind, didn't they, to win theirs? Yeah. two penalties. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. Mm. Bournemouth came from yeah. behind to thrash Leicester. I mean, how they... Pulled that off, I don't know. I saw. Do you think we the collapsed? Then Leicester did. Apparently, I didn't see it, but apparently the first goal was from um, Schmeichel kicking it against Ndidi and then, then bringing yeah. the player down. And the second yeah. one ended up with their player kicking another player and kicking the, the Bournemouth player and, and getting sent off while conceding a goal yeah. as well. Although the Bournemouth player was cheeky, pushing him into the net as aggressively as he did. But nonetheless, you can't kick out. And yeah, I mean, I turned it on when they're 1 0 up. And so I'm taking the blame for that one. <laughs> they scored four goals. 
but they, they fell apart. Obviously, the sending off and going 2-1 down simultaneously. As soon as that happened, I thought, oh, no. So I did pause it and start watching something else and came back and fast-forwarded through rather than watching it all the way because it would have been agony. But disaster. I mean, even improving their goal difference on top of the fact we've damaged ours with the yeah. home defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, um, prior to that, earlier in the day, Villa had beaten our old friend's palace. So yeah. they're doing us no favours anymore. No, um, they, they deliberately they, did that. <laughs> they deliberately rolled over, didn't they? Did you see the disallowed goal for, um, was it Sacco that had scored with his elbow? With his like yeah, Sacco, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, that looked very questionable decision to me. And Villa have had um, two decisions have gone in their favour. One has gone against them. So they can't complain about the one that went against, went against them anymore. Um, anyway, in the end, all the results went against us. It just leaves that element of doubt where we yeah. can't quite relax yet. The if bright side is Bournemouth at least go to Man City this week, which is exactly, yeah. hopefully will redent their goal difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the fortunate thing is, of course, it's the first time that all the results have gone against us. Up until yeah. this point, yeah. actually, all the results yeah. have been going in our favour. So actually, um, we've kind of had that accelerator thing and, and, and we expect yeah. oh, everyone else is meant yeah. to lose when we lose. But but yeah, we, we can't really complain too much um, for that mm. to keep happening was, was fairly unlikely. If you'd offered me before yeah. Arsenal the, the chance to be five clear with three games to go, given the run we had, I'd have been yeah. delighted with that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, technically, we've yeah. got the inverted commas easier games. Obviously, they're not easy, but mm. the ones that are certainly easier than Man United, yeah. uh, Liverpool, Man City and Leicester away on paper. Yeah. And Arsenal but, even. And Arsenal, ways. yeah. So we've got through that list of games that people described us as having a horrendous run to look forward to. Um, we've now got three winnable games. Saints away isn't going to be easy. They've been on form. Uh, Newcastle have been a real mixed bag. Who knows what we get with them? And then we've got Burnley away. The only thing with Burnley away, I think we we could get our usual draw there, and that might be enough. Mm. And even in, mm. if we don't get anything elsewhere, but the, the whole notion of getting relegated in Burnley is just beyond the pale. I can't face the notion of that. I don't think it'll come down to that because I think, as you said, the fixtures. There's a couple of six-pointers that are tied in. Bournemouth has got to go to City. Well, West Ham play Watford this week as well. And if West Ham yeah. win that, Watford will be behind us with City and Arsenal still to play. So yeah, that would yeah, be, exactly. uh, be a pick for Oh, well, West Ham to win that probably overall. Yeah, unfortunately. And the upside is West Ham are still dragged into the relegation battle, which is quite nice. Um, and also, on the upside, we could technically still catch Palace by Palace having lost. We're six behind them with a better goal difference, I think. Certainly a, a competitive goal difference. Um, so who knows? Um, but we'd have to go on a winning streak for that. Um, not going to be they? easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like we've, there's a win in us amongst the three games anyway. I think we probably don't need any points. I think one point would would be enough for, for sure, in my opinion, when the reckoning comes. Um, but I reckon there's a win in us somewhere. Um, what do you guys think? Can we beat... I'm thinking Newcastle, to be honest. I think we can beat Newcastle. Maybe draws in the other games. Well, another place we've had some good away days has been Newcastle, hasn't it? And uh, I, I yeah. think the last one I went to was a draw um, a couple of years yeah. ago, in between Christmas and New Year. But uh, but um, that that win that you guys were at, though, so I couldn't make that was a that was a good result. Um, so that's a possibility. A point at Southampton, very possible um, if we yeah. play well. It depends what team come out of the out of the yeah. out of the tunnel, isn't it? And barring yeah. the Man City game, Southampton tend to be better away, I think, don't they? And at home. I think they've got a, one of the best away records in the league, but their home record is less good. Although I realise they, they did beat Man City last time at home. So, Yeah. Well, speaking of the Saints game, we'll do a quick preview on that now. So what, what are we thinking here? Are we certainly thinking we've, we've um, picked our squads with a view to having a stronger team out for mm-hmm. the Saints game. 
hopefully the 5-0 defeat won't have damaged any confidence unduly. Do you reckon we can get a result there? And what, what would you like to see us do to get that result in terms of squad selection and tactics? Um, I don't know, Nick or Ali, Alistair? I don't know why I called you Ali somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I, I, look, Southampton, it's a nothing game for them now, isn't it? Yeah. But so you can go two ways with a nothing game for a team. They'll either play fantastically well against us, typical Brighton, uh, or they'll just hopefully they'll give up and let us get the draw. Because I think we'll get a draw out of this game. My only worry is Ings and his mm. scoring form. And he's, I don't mm. know how far off he is Golden. Is he, is he off Golden? Is he's he he's a goal or two off. He's pretty close, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. That's so he's got worry. something to play for. Yeah. So he's got. Yeah. He might be about three so, and a half, but yeah. He's, he's a danger. So, yeah. yeah, so if he puts out his team that he put out against um, Liverpool, they play like they played against Liverpool, we can get a result against Southampton without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. I'm really confident we can get a draw. Yeah. Um, we've drawn both games I, there, I think, since we've been in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, we, we tend to draw yeah. with them, and Burnley, and Newcastle, actually, more often than not. So, and, but yeah, I think we do, yeah. So it would be good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think Potter's going to need to have done his homework. Uh, it's, it's obvious they did their homework on City. That's how they knew to, to chip Edison. You know, they knew that that was going to be an opportunity that might present itself at some point. And that's how they got their 1-0 win at City. Uh, so, yeah, we, we just need to make sure that um, we do our homework. And, and well, I suppose at least we're relatively un- unpredictable at the minute because with the number of changes as Nick's been talking about, um, it's not that apparent how we're going to set up each time. So Yeah. And Peter, do you fancy us to get something overall? I think a draw probably, yeah, I hope. Yeah. I'm, I've got a hunch, I'm reasonably optimistic nil. for a draw. Sorry, one all. I've, I've got a hunch of one all, I think, which is yeah, not an unfamiliar result. But, yeah. yeah. But we'll see. I'd, I'd take that at the moment, to be honest. I'd, yeah, a draw would be fine. I think, I think a draw would be enough. I think that's what, if we can nick a draw, then yeah. that should be it, that should be it then, because that'll be six clear of, of Bournemouth and seven yeah. clear of Villa. If it, assuming Bournemouth lose at Man City... Bit of, they, they'd each probably have to win every get all the other games to catch us. So, yeah. Well, just just quickly, um, starting with Nick, um, do you honest? Do you think we're we're definitely safe? Is there any doubt you've got serious doubt you've got that about our uh, credentials for surviving this season? Given that you're a famous pessimist, Twitter pessimist, <laughs> what's um, your take? I, I put out a tweet last night um, where I said, "Are you all getting the jitters yet?" And it's the <laughs> and it's you the tweet that got yourself, <laughs> no, and it's the tweet that got the most responses I've ever had, and the most comments I've ever had. So I don't have five thousand views of it, fifty-eight, sixty likes, numerous comments back. I think the view is it's typical Brighton. We love a squeaky bum time, and we're going for it again. <laughs> um, so. I think we're safe. I think we're going to get a draw against Southampton. I think 37 points is safe. I think we're safe. Just why can't we have just wrapped it up a bit earlier? But we've had those horrendous run of games, haven't we? Liverpool, City, United. We were never going to really realistically get anything from them. I think Southampton's where we wrap it up and we'll be safe. Yeah. I, I remember having the conversation after Norwich. Oh, what what's our best ever league finish? You know, it was 13th, wasn't it? Back in the 80s. And yeah. uh, and, and is it possible yeah. to beat that? And and yeah, it was slightly possible, but it would have meant beating Liverpool and City and and uh, and then getting a load of a load of other really good results. I, I I'm I'm confident that we're going to stay up, but confident um yeah, in the same way that um at some point my children will go back to school. 
you know, <laughs> I, I, let's not be too clear about things. We're, we're in a fog of uncertainty in, in the whole world at the minute. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, we laugh about it. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a huge issue for many, many people. Um, and, and I'm lucky because I've got two teenagers or one who's just turned 20. Um, so go off, go away, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think we, um, I think we should be okay. Uh, and, mm. and, and it was, it would have been nice to have just really excelled and to have our, at least our, our highest premier league finish, um, which mm. is still possible uh, if yeah. we, if we do well, these next three games. Um, mm. But I think to get to 13th is, yeah, is a, is impossible now mathematically. Yeah. Never mind. But we could still catch Alice. We could. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, it would be nice. A nice way to finish. But anyway, we'll see what happens in the meantime. We're also going to see what happens tonight. We've got we're recording this on Monday evening. It's the playoffs again. We've got the final of the League One playoff between fairly local neighbours, Oxford and Wickham. I think it's 25 miles or so apart. Wickham insisted to Derby, Oxford don't, which is <laughs> quite amusing. It's the M something or other Derby. And they're, they're at it again, aren't they, the media? <laughs> we know this from somewhere else. M40, else. presumably, is it? Or? M40, yeah, it'd be, it'd be the yeah. M40, yeah. Yeah. Um, we can have never been at the level they're aspiring to get to tonight the championship. Uh, Oxford haven't been there since 98-99. So it's going to be nice to see one of those get up there. I think that'll be good. Oxford, on, Albion, was my, Oxford Albion was my first ever game at the, at the Goldstone. So oh, I remember, I remember that clearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Oxford have won a major trophy before. We haven't. So, you know, we shouldn't. What about Parrot Shield? That- in, no, wasn't it the League Cup? Didn't they win the League Cup, or am I imagining? Yeah, they did, they did win the League Cup, I'm saying, but we won the Charity Shield, so I don't really... Oh, we did, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Champions of England, you know. I thought you were saying um, that it was like we hadn't won anything, like, major. Yeah, yeah sorry, Peter, I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm going to watch it on a slight delay when we finish recording this, and I'm um, quite looking forward to it. Good teams, they play good football, it's quite entertaining. Um, it's also worth noting that Southampton are playing tonight, so we've got two more days of preparation for the game on Thursday. Was there away yeah, to United? Maybe a, yeah, a couple so of a couple game. of knocks for Ings, maybe tonight, and one or two others. You know, slight we'll injury. Just one match them out. Ban. Yeah, one, one match ban. ban. I don't wish him ill. You know, no. <laughs> don't want him I, I was saying a slight knock because I want <laughs> him back again for, for when they play Bournemouth. So obviously, exactly. Like that. <laughs> exactly. So 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 that's um, to be decided, and that's on tonight as well. That, that's Old Trafford, isn't it? Um, yeah. Switching back to City briefly, there's been a bit of news today on Monday regarding Man City, they'll, something they'll be very happy about, that the proposed European ban, we, a lot of us were talking on Zoom chats and various other places, all the two years, it'll probably get reduced to one, you know what it's like, they'll get away with it. Or they've got away with it more than that, it's been overturned, it's been thrown out. Um, so Cass have been trying to get this through, it's, it's essentially, they've been given a fine, it was going to be 30 million euros, it's now 10 million euros, which is about 9 million quid. Um, which is, well, a drop in the ocean for them. Um, that's all they've got. There's, I, don't, I think that's the final decision on the matter. So they are going to be in the European place. They're in the Champions League already in terms of positions in the table. So it's, it's done. They're going to be in next year's competition. Mm. What are your views on that? And do you have an inside track? Is there, are there different opinions swishing around in Manchester about this in terms of the, the whole issue in general? 
it's interesting because half my friends are City fans and half of them are yeah. United friends. Um, so, so obviously United friends have, have been pushed, posting all sorts of memes about um, the case that City presented and the case was, was pretty much full of Euros. Um, uh, and then, um, <laughs> and, and then other, other factors that City sort of saying, well, FIFA is so corrupt in the first place. So for them to even take a case against, um, uh, against City is almost um, immoral in, in the first place because you, you can only really point a finger when you when you've got a clean conscience it's like throwing stones and you're in a glass house so i think that 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 was that's basically the the city my city friend friends uh, argument against that yeah and nick same with your colleagues and friends yeah haven't city yeah. fans been booing the champions league anthem ever since it was played at the etihad for about 10 years and, i think yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I i well personally i just think it's a joke because it means what what credibility have you ever got with this um, financial fair play um, and if you see the reasons why it was turned down um, I think it's on technicalities more than anything else um, now I haven't read into it enough I just see it on the news but what I read on the BBC website was it's a little bit dubious still about why it was turned down um, so we'll need to see how it plays out a little bit more before I make a, a firm judgment but every time financial fair play seems to come out the little clubs get nailed for it, but these bigger clubs yeah. seem to get off. Yeah, yeah. And I just realised I just libelled FIFA as well um, when it should have been UEFA. So yeah, <laughs> but for some reason I've got in my yes. head that FIFA aren't necessarily all that straight I with a straight bat either. Why are you thinking that? Yeah, they're just fine, upstanding citizens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the one thing I would say about City is while I completely agree with you guys, and I think they've obviously kind of got away with it. There's a lot of other teams in Europe who equally could have got bans over the years, like PSG, like Real Madrid, who have. Yeah done yeah, all sorts of things that. and for yeah. some reason UEFA chose not to charge them and let yeah. them get away with it so it's kind of like well why are they yeah, yeah. Why, why pick on City and the same with yeah. Chelsea when they had a transfer ban I mean a lot of clubs have done similar to Chelsea but somehow got away with it and yeah. I don't really and understand why and that's definitely something that I've also heard from City fans and that is PSG and their spending actually is almost double what, yeah. what Man City's well, including 200 million on Neymar or whatever yeah and whatever yeah. they spent on Mbappe as well was a lot mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely double standards and um, some sort of form of justice, I suppose, has been done in one sense uh, on the basis that if the others got away with it, why shouldn't they as well, um, yeah. perhaps. But yeah, interesting issue. Um, one other thing I want to mention just before I forget, Nick, you've got um, an illustrious family member, haven't you, we should mention as well, your niece. Do you want to quickly mention something about her? Yeah, um, my niece, Giselle, Giselle Ansley. Um, she played for the ladies Great Britain team in the Olympics 2016 over down I can't remember where it was now uh, Brazil was it um, yeah I think and, so and uh, yep. won the gold yeah. won the gold hmm. uh, won the gold uh, gold medal so yes <laughs> that's my claim to fame and I live off yeah. it <laughs> and you had a great family sort of do didn't you um, after when she came back I think yeah if you remember they did the tour around Manchester um, yeah, on the open top bus or the yeah. open top float so obviously that <laughs> yeah, was great fun going so to do that, that. Um, so, so what's the connection is that your brother or sister's child yeah no it's my it's my niece my brother's um, daughter so um, I mean she's been hugely dedicated to um, the sport ever since she was a little girl I mean she wanted to um, her, her first love I think was cricket um, really good cricket played for Devon um, but obviously, the the where she was directed was towards the the hockey. Came an international, 
been an international for a few years now I and mean, um she wanted obviously she was hoping to be selected for the um the Tokyo Olympics but because of the coronavirus pandemic that's been delayed luckily for her because she's been injured and she's had to have an operation on her um on her calf muscles so in a sense um, the coronavirus has been a bit of a blessing in disguise for her because she's been able to recover from that and hopefully she'll be fit and ready for next year's Olympics because I think they've delayed it till next year yeah, brilliant. Awesome. That's right. I, I went to that, that um, tour as well and was celebrating and cheering them on, Nick, and that was fantastic. Well, I, I suppose we, we have to kind of do the little name drop as well. So uh, I'm in a cycling club, and the other day I was chatting to um, – uh, it was like a Christmas do, actually, not this year, last year uh, – a chap called Gareth. And I've never learned his second name, but his, his surname was Mosley. And I don't know if you – I was beginning – oh, that sounds like a familiar name. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. And then got moved on to talking about football and the team that I supported being Brian. He said, oh – Oh, you might know my dad then. My dad's Graham Mosley. And he was the keeper, of course, in that <laughs> FA Cup final when I actually started supporting yeah, yeah. Brighton before I moved down to the South Coast. Now, I lived on the South Coast for 12 years. Um, but yeah, I end up meeting Graham Mosley's son, who's now in my second club. We go out pretty much every week. Well, we did before the pandemic. We're not allowed to at the moment. Um, uh, and met him at the Christmas do um, over a pint and, uh, and, and some curry. So there you go. Small world. A very small world. And, all, and that happened <laughs> in Manchester. Brilliant. But he was a half-decent keeper at the time as well. Uh, he just never quite made it. Um, but injuries and the like, but he's a good sportsman. He's, he certainly leaves me, me standing when he's on the bike off on a hill. Yeah, I think, I can't remember. I think we might have had his dad down as goalie of the decade. I can't remember now when we did that one. Um, but he, he's a good goalie. Yeah, he was, he was great, wasn't he? And his son, great. <laughs> it's, good, yeah. it's good to meet the family members, isn't it? It's all <laughs> yes. good. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take another break now and in part three we are going to talk well we're going to do the quiz i'm going to subject you two to it as a joint effort are oh, you up for that i'm <laughs> terrible at quizzes russ i can't remember do you know how many anything? times i've seen this shaking head look when we've been doing these zoom calls i'll bring up the subject of the quiz well we'll see how you do so we're going to have a quick pause and then we'll come back in a moment We're back. Yep. <laughs> We've lost Peter Marsh. He's had to go, probably for dinner, I think. But I'm still with Nick and Alistair. And we're going to quickly rush through in part three here, quiz. You're the latest to join. The scores are up to a potential 15. Uh, the record is Robin with 14 at the moment. That's going to be hard to beat. But mid-table obscurity is definitely attainable at the very least. I can see. Are it. you guys ready to do a collective effort? Two of you. We'll, we'll do our best. Now, one minute. You see, I, I've just got the print. It's just the answers that you sent me are just coming off the printer now. So if you just give us a, a, a minute. Okay. Yeah. Right. No. Good now. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready if to go. If you're listening, Robin, right. he's lying. <laughs> right. Okay. So right. here we go. Got a pen and paper. No, you don't need that. It's all right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. Right. Here we go. So between the two of you, you can confer as well. Here are the questions. Number one. How many league titles have a Leeds United won? It's a it's a low figure, lower than they would have you believe, probably. <laughs> um, oh, I could give you a multiple choice option on this as well, actually. Yeah, we'll take the multiple choice. I think. Nick, okay. Do you think? So, yeah. Well, let's go with that then. So, multiple choice. How many Leeds? How many league titles have Leeds United won? Is it two, three, or four? 
I was thinking three, Nick. What do you? I'll go with three. Three. Yeah, yeah. you're okay. right. You're off to the flyer. <laughs> yeah. One out of one. Yeah. Nice. Okay, question two. Three England players have been sent off at World Cups. Can you name two or more of them? So two right. or all three. Ray Wilkins. And David yeah, Beckham. And Beckham Ray Wilkins, correct. David Beckham. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You've got the point. Out of interest, did you know the other one? Do you remember someone having a rant on TV? Might give you a clue. Oh, Kevin I... Keegan. No, no, not him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he never got sent off. That might have been something else. It's a guy who ranted on TV, but that wasn't the incident. It was uh, Wayne Rooney. I think it was. Oh, getting... of course, yes. He clapped. He clapped him in the yeah. face, didn't he? He clapped yeah. the the breath in the face as yeah, he was that going was off. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got your point anyway, so don't worry. So you've got two out of two. This is a good start, guys. Right on to question three. By which unusual method was the 1968 European Championships semi-final between Italy and Russia decided? It was a, uh, we're talking really unusual, like, yeah. Was it yeah, a toss of a coin or Because it, it was before extra time and penalties and all of that. Was it a toss of a coin? It might have been. <laughs> Nick, any, any input on this one? Yeah, I'd go with that. I can't think. All right, you are correct, actually. How was it decided? How was it, how was it decided? Yeah, toss of oh, the coin. Yeah, yeah, I could only think of toss of, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Three out of three. Right. Who is the current top scorer in the Premier League as it stands? This is Monday night. Nick's disappeared for a minute, but we'll carry on. <laughs> so, Alistair, it's over to you only now. Oh, dear. Um, so, it... So I know Danny Ings is really close because we're obviously talking about him on the, the Southampton um, and Jamie Vardy has been up there as well. Um, mm. And of course, Reem Sterling, first first player to ever score a hat-trick at the Amex against this first opposed, yeah, yeah, which is a fact we didn't talk about. In, um, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, with uh, everyone's social media favourites, husband, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you were going there, but you've gone in the right direction. Oh, yes. <laughs> four out of four, and this is without Nick as well. Um, Mine's solo. Oh. Yeah. It's lonely at the top. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah, it was you had to go for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Right, question five. Um, what have these players got in common? Emmanuel Adebayor, Sol Campbell, William Gallas, David Bentley, and Pat Jennings. This is a tricky one, this. So these five players have all got the same thing in common. Emmanuel Adebayor, Sol Campbell, William Gallas, David Bentley, and Pat Jennings. The only clue I'll give you is to, to go towards the answer, you'd probably want to be thinking mostly about Sol Campbell in this regard. Gosh, is, is it that they're former... Um, well, the first thing that came to me um, was that they're, they're former Arsenal players. Um, yeah, that is and, correct. And did they transfer to Arsenal after playing at Spurs? Um, that's the Sol um, Campbell thing. Uh, but I don't think they uh, Adebayo went to it went elsewhere. You, you're on Nick, the wrong, yeah, so, you're on the right tracks. Yeah. So that they are. went to play at other teams. So Adebayo, Sol Campbell, David Bentley. Um, what's what's the link, Nick? I dropped out for a second there, so you're going to have to give me the question, I'm afraid. Yeah. So it's, what, what have these players got in common? Emmanuel Adebayor, Sol Campbell, William Gallas, David Bentley, and Pat Jennings. They've all done... They all went... They've all played they got, for Spurs and Arsenal, haven't they? 
That is the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I was test. I was teasing. Matt. I was teasing that. So it wasn't necessarily which right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, great. not necessarily the orders. Yeah. Well done. You're on fire, guys. You're on fire here. Robin's record is under threat so far. We'll see if he can hold. You can keep it going. One right. minute. One minute. I just get rid of that bit of paper now. <laughs> Question six. And this is actually, I think, an easier one. We'll find out in a minute. I'm probably cursed it now. Which team or club, club are nicknamed the Trotters? Oh, Bolton Wanderers. It is indeed. Yes, correct. Six out of six. Um, which team or which club plays at the Keep Moat Stadium? Well, that's um, Doncaster, isn't it? It is yeah. indeed, yeah. yeah. Seven out of seven, you're flying here. Right, we're on to the Albion questions next, three of them. Firstly, which two teams have Albion done the double over this season? Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and... Oh, it, 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 well, it must be... No, it's not Norwich, is it? Because we lost away at Norwich. Um, Do we beat Watford? No. Oh. We'll have to push you for time. Watford. I'd go Watford. Go on. Watford. We're going Watford, are we? Yeah. Oh, yep. you've, you've hit the crossbar because you mentioned the right team. It was Norwich. Oh, no. Yeah. Norwich. <laughs> yeah. We won, I think, both. Uh, I I mean, yeah. The away game was the recent one, of course. Yeah. With this behind closed doors, it gets confusing, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. I, I wonder, Norwich was in my mind, but yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Seven out of eight. Okay, Rob, we're on to the Robin's next one. Robin's smiling now. You could still draw, be joint top, we'll see. Right, how many goals has Albion's top scorer, Neil Morpay, bagged so far this season? He's had two assists, but how many goals? Is it eight so, or nine? I thought seven. Seven. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. I thought it was seven. <laughs> um, Alistair's right. It is one of the two things he said. It's either eight or nine. So pick one. Yeah. You, you go with one. I, I, think it might, okay. I think it might be eight. One on one with a goalie. Okay. Let's, let's say eight. Okay, go with that. Go eight. Eight. You're going eight? Final answer? Yeah. Oh, you've hit the bar yep. again. It's nine. Oh. <laughs> He's on nine. And you're still on seven. <laughs> oh, gutted. You can oh. still hit high here. We'll see how you do with the rest. Third and final Albion question is the missing link question. Which manager is blanked out from this sequential list of Albion team bosses that, that fill up the whole um, period between 1970 and 2000? So here's the list. From 70 onwards, it's Pat Sayward, Brian Clough, Peter Taylor, that's Peter T. Taylor, of course, Alan Mullery, Mike Bailey, Jimmy Melia, Chris Catlin, Alan Mullery again, blank, which is 87 to 93. Then it's Liam Brady, Jimmy Case, Steve Gritz, Easy. Brian Horton, Bar Jeff got Wood, it. And Adams. You got it? Barry, Who, Barry Lloyd. This is correct. It's got yes. Barry Lloyd, isn't it? Yeah. Lynette, convincing finish. Very nice. Okay, you're on eight out of ten. You can now get a potential five points from the Who Am I round if you get it on the first clue. You can answer each round with, a, with, a, right. with an answer. Um, let's see if you can get it on the first one. Um, it's a bit topical, this one as well. So, clue number one. I was born in May 1935 in Ashington, Northumberland, and I was a defender. I played for my country to great success. Is this a Brighton player? It's not, no. No, this is a more general topical 
I would say. Anyway. So I was born in May 1935 uh, in Ashington. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for Jackie Charlton. Yeah, you both said that and you Karen. are correct. Karen, <laughs> you had him yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. 13 out of 15, just very quickly, I'll give you the other oh, clues. The second one was going to be our famous brother who also played internationally to even greater success, Bobby of course, the younger brother that is. I was a one-club man with Leeds United, managing 70 goals in 629 games. That's not bad for a defender, is it? Um, before embarking on a career mm. as a manager of Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, not Sheffield United, Gary Lineker, if you saw Match of the Day, and, um, and Newcastle. Um, he also managed Ireland, their first ever European Championships in 1988, and then took them to the World Cup, making the 1990 quarterfinals, and, and the last 16 and 94 in USA. And the fifth clue was going to be, I died last week at the age of 85, which might have given it away. <laughs> yeah. Well done, you got 13. You are, yeah. I think, joint second on the table, if I just very quickly look. Robin has preserved his lead, so he's still top. Um, you are now joint second as a, as a collective with Alan Wares of the Albion Raw fame. And you're ahead of Kieran Maguire, another Manchester-connected <laughs> Albion fan, right. uh, or he used to be. Um, and you're ahead of Josh, Peter... And Spencer on 11, Simon, who was on last week, uh, who got 10, Brett Mendoza got 9, Amir, our American friend, on 8, and Richard Holberton down on 6. So you've done well there, boys, and I think you can be proud of yourself. Well, well I mean, I'd just like to thank my mother, my father. Um, <laughs> no. Thank you, thank you, Russ. It's been, it's been really fun talking to you and Peter, and, and good to catch up with you as well, Nick. Yeah, well, Look forward to seeing you again. On, boys. Thanks, yeah, thanks you Nick, like as well. It's been good. You enjoyed it, Nick? Been good? Second go on Cheers. the show? Yeah. Yeah. Really good enjoyed time. it. Yeah, it's been excellent. Yeah. Thanks right. a lot. Thanks for inviting us. Let's all let's all go and get our respective dinners. <laughs> thanks, boys. I'm hungry <laughs> now. <laughs> See, See you then. <laughs> all the best. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver i kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out chumba casino at chumbacasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus